Hello, and welcome back to our interview with Brandon Kennedy. As we learned in part one of our interview, Brandon works for the newly formed Vermont State University. He also served as an admissions rep for Castleton University. Uh, and he came to us to talk about the blending of all of the Vermont State Colleges into one holistic university. And this is the conclusion of that interview. We hope that you enjoy the interview. Please leave us feedback. We have several exciting things in the works for future podcast episodes. And as usual, the show links for today will include a link to the Vermont State Colleges, a link to the Common Application, a link to My Future VT. Thank you again for joining us, and we will see you all next week. Um, and another thing I thought of when you were talking is some schools ask students to uh, when they're when they're applying and they're choosing a major, uh, like let's say nursing. So it's a highly competitive field, high, highly competitive pool of applicants, and some schools will say, "Yep, we want you to come." but we're gonna we're going to accept you but we're going to accept you in this secondary choice mm -hmm. is there a little bit more of a possibility for a student to where they might have not been accepted into a nursing program at castleton with its competitive rn program now because it's vermont state colleges you can say how about if you do this this other program through Vermont Tech or one of the other more licensure-based programs is that is that kind of kind of shift in the in the works or am I completely off base? No, you're you're definitely not off base. Um, you know, Russ, what we're thinking we're trying to think about how we can do that, right? Pathways is a huge focus of Vermont State University as well, um, and the pathway would be whether it's starting at you know, at one campus in one program as maybe an undeclared student and then internally transferring into a nursing program or, you know, undeclared for engineering, you know, pre-engineering, pre-nursing, you know, we're looking at that. We're looking at pathways for, you know, the student that wants to start at the Community College of Vermont for affordability sake. Um, you know, so we're absolutely exploring different pathways. You know, the nursing pathway is a, is a really unique one because, because of the practical nursing program and the way that the program is structured in the curriculum, students dive right into clinicals their first year. And, you know, if you talk to any college or university, the biggest hurdle that we all have for, you know, nursing and why nursing is so competitive is clinical sites and clinical spots. And that's right. because as a nurse, you're, you know, doing the nursing work and there's not a lot of nursing educators out there. That's an area where like, if I can plug for students that are thinking about the nursing field, being a nursing educator is a huge demand field right now. Um, but anyway, you know, to your point of like, with that practical nursing, they're jumping into clinicals their first year, they're really diving into it. And so the practical nursing program, actually the associate's degree has less seats and is more competitive, goes to a wait list almost instantly once we open oh, up that application. And so what might end up happening is you might have a student who says, hey, I, I wanna do practical nursing, or I know I wanna do nursing, and they apply to the practical nursing program and they're not admitted into practical nursing. What they could potentially do is be offered, hey, you could, if you're interested in nursing in general, 
here are the different options and the different pathways. Um, we are not going to be, from my understanding, an institution that's going to say, hey, you applied to the Randolph campus for practical nursing. You didn't get in there. You're going to Castleton. You're studying four-year nursing. We're, we're definitely going to be more of an institution that says you applied to the practical nursing program or you applied to the nursing program at Castleton and you weren't admitted. Let's make a game plan on how we can get you to what your goal is. And what some students might say is, you know what, my goal is to be a nurse. And whether I'm a practical nurse or start out in practical nursing or whether I start out in the four-year nursing program, as long as I get into a nursing program, I'm happy. And then we can lay out those options for them. Um, or you might have a student that's like, you know what, I applied nursing and nursing was a reach for me. So if I can get into health science because I want to go health, health is good for me too. You know, and so we'll have to do a lot of intentional advising. And that's something that actually Vermont State University, um, you know, has been working on collaboratively as well is our first year advising um, and, uh, you know, our admission structure and how we can advise students in the admission process to make sure that they A, choose the right campus for them and B, choose the right program for them. And then also when they choose that campus and that program, what type of advising are they going to get while they're here as first year students to make sure that they are going to be able to persist and be in the right program? And so we're working on, you know, bolstering our advising programming. We're working on, um, you know, bolstering our pre-advising advising. So there's there's lots going on, lots of workings happening. Lots of moving parts. So speaking of, of that application process, a couple quick ones. Yes. I'm assuming that the Common App is still the main application platform. Absolutely. Yeah. So the Common App is where we're on. We're on the Common App. And if you are listening to this podcast and you were like, I already looked at you guys and you weren't on the Common App, we are officially on the Common App now. So maybe revisit it again. But um, we had a little bit of a glitch earlier in the fall, but now everything is up. It's running smoothly. Things are going very well. Um, when it comes to navigating the application process, I think that's where we're going with this question, right, Russ? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> well, we can go this way, right? Um, so the, you know, navigating the process, um, Common App, so we have two applications, really. We have the Common App and we have our own online application. Um, and if you're choosing to use the Common Application, um, you're going to fill out that general Common App you're going to write that general essay. And then when it gets to the school specific section of the Common App, those school questions, um, you'll have the question that's answered or that you'll have to answer of uh, which academic program are you interested in? And some students will say, I know which program I'm interested in. I'm interested in environmental science. And then what will happen is the next question that will populate is which campus are you interested in? And when you select environmental science, you'll see the list of uh, Castleton, Johnson, and Linden as the campuses that you can study environmental science at. And then you'll be able to choose which campus you want to study at. Now, some students might say, I don't know what my major is necessarily, or I don't know, yeah, I don't know what my major is that I want to study, but I know I want to be in Johnson, Vermont, because I want to ski at Stowe, and I want to be on the soccer team, or I want to be in the theater. So they might select the Johnson campus as their starting point. And from there, they'll see the list of all the academic programs that are available available to them at Johnson. And then they can choose which program. Um, for those of those students that are like, 
I don't know what I want to study and I don't know where I want to go. Undeclared is still very much an option on the Common App. It's still very much an option on our application. You select undeclared, you can go to any campus. Um, and what I, what I tell students is nothing is etched in stone. Nothing is meant to be final or, <clears throat> excuse me, when you go through the application process, if you apply and you apply to Castleton and you say, you know what, I have a change of heart. I want to go to Linden or vice versa. You can absolutely do that. You can call the admissions office and we can make those changes. Um, what's exciting about Vermont State University and a little bit different than some other state institutions that are similar to us or state colleges is no campus is designed to be more exclusive than any other campus. You know, we truly want students to come to the campus that is the best fit for them. And fit, when I talk about fit, I talk about academic interests. I talk about social interests, uh, extracurricular interests. You know, we talk about costs. We talk about all of that stuff as fit. What is the best fitting campus for me? And we want to eliminate all of the hard challenges or the hard questions of finding the right fit. Like we want you to choose to go to Castleton because it's the best social fit for you because it's the best academic fit for you. Um, when it comes to costs, uh, we can, we might be able, I'm sure that's probably a question, but, um, we, you know, yeah, I was going to ask, what are the, what are the financial incentives for Vermonters choosing the Vermont state university? Well, so if, if you want to talk, if you want to talk finances and kind of weave that in, let's go there. Absolutely. So, you know, that the financial incentives are huge as a Vermont student, um, you know, as a Vermonter, and part of our mission is to, you know, we strive for Vermont State University to be the pick for Vermont students. Um, you know, uh, the way that we receive our funding, we receive funding from the state of Vermont. So we are a public institution. And with that being said, we have an in-state cost of attendance and we have an out-of-state cost of attendance. Uh, for Vermont students, your tuition is $9,999 for the upcoming year, the 2023-2024 school year. So we're under $10,000 for your tuition, um, and which is a huge incentive. I mean, that right alone is, is excellent. Um, on top of that tuition, you can also qualify for merit scholarship. And we have a wide range of merit scholarship. We're in the process right now of, of fi finalizing all of those um, and getting board approval. But there are scholarships available for students to come to Vermont State University. Um, you know, in addition to your cost of attendance in terms of tuition, you'll have other fees like uh, room and board, which would be your housing and your meals. Um, and those on average are, you know, right around roughly around $12,000. That's, you know, your meals, your housing, all that stuff. Um, and then you also have student activities fees, student resource fees, um, you know, you have lab fees. And so some students will have higher costs of attendance because of lab fees. You know, if they're interested, if you're interested in advanced manufacturing, where you are in a program that's 3D printing steel, and you're using high cost material, your program is going to cost a little bit more. And so you'll have more in lab fees than if you were to study you know, English literature and you're using recycled paper and like, no, I'm, I'm just kidding. What, like, you know what I mean? Um, right. It's a little bit, some programs cost a little bit more for colleges and universities to deliver. And so deliver. the course fees are a little bit higher. So, yeah. um, but overall, you know, for Vermont students, you know, you could be paying less than $25,000 a year to go to college without any financial aid. Um, you know, in terms of other financial incentives and things that you want to think about is, you know, grant funding, the state of Vermont has 
um, you know, supported VSAC, which is the Vermont Student Assistance Corporation. They're a huge partner of ours as well. We do a lot of events with VSAC um, and they do a lot of really great resources for Vermonters. There's the VSAC scholarship book that's out that you can go, you can log online, you can fill out an application and apply for scholarship to make things even more affordable. Um, there's federal grants, federal incentives, um, you know, so right now is a really exciting time to become a Vermont State University student because A, we're becoming a really innovative, you know, brand new institution. Um, and B, we're really afford, we're doing that at an affordable price tag. Um, you know, we dropped tuition by, it's about 15%, I think, um, for students to come to Vermont State University, which really? in this climate is kind of unheard of <laughs> for Vermonters. Yeah. You know, everything is going up and our tuition is going down. So we're excited about that. But like, that's a huge incentive. And that's, again, that's the state of Vermont supporting you and all of your young listeners. That's why voting is so important. That's why, you know, getting in, involved in, you know, talking to your legislators and saying support higher education that, you know, when you say that, that's the, that's the kind of results that you have. All, all the young listeners, I think the, I think the demographics from show number one, there were 13 listeners. <laughs> well, so, all of like, them, right? I have to put that plug in, right? We're kind like, of like, like Susie and I said, we're going to retire on this. Like it's going to be our, we're going to, we're going to push it to the top. That's so right. I, 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 I want to go back and just ask what I hope is a quick question. Cause you had talked about that. There were going to be some unique majors that students could pursue that were fully online. Mm. Can you, can you tell us, what those are or a couple of those you don't have to give us descriptions but just what what are you thinking about as being potential fully online options that's a great question i don't have the answer to <laughs> you know um, it's it's one that we're not totally sure yet we're in the pro you know this is a this is an ongoing conversation because um you know admissions the admissions office which is the office that i work in um, is working to recruit students to Vermont State University, make sure that everyone knows where we're going and what the direction of the institution is. Um, but what's happening simultaneously is our faculty assemblies are meeting, our uh, you know professors are voicing their support for programs that can be delivered online. They're thinking innovatively, they're thinking creatively of how, you know, how can we deliver programs, not only online, but in a high quality online delivery as well. So, you know, but historically, um, Northern Vermont University online had education programs online. They had um, they had business programs online. I believe they had a psychology program online. So I anticipate like programs like that will continue to persist. Um, you know, the we do have a RN, which is a registered nurse to bachelor's of science in nursing degree, that's completely online. That's a, or, you know, the acronyms RN to BSN completion program. That would be for those students that are thinking practical nursing, earning their associate's degree, becoming registered nurses, and then going and working at, you know, let's say UVM and then deciding, you know what, I want to continue my education, but my employer is going to pay for it. So, um, you know, there, they could do that RN to BSN completion program online. You know, Russ, a lot of our graduate programs are online. Like we have a master's in business administration, completely online. You never have to step foot on campus, um, which is great. We have a master's in nursing science program, completely online. Um, we have, let's see, some other programs um, that are hybrid online. So they have some online components and then they have in-person experiences like our um, 
clinical mental health counseling. We actually have a completely online clinical mental health program as well. So there's lots of lots of moving parts and lots of updates. Um, you know, I think this is where I would definitely encourage the listeners to go to our website, vermontstate.edu, because that website is getting updated pretty much daily um, with with new information as far as like what programs are going to be housed where, what programs are going to be delivered online, or how they're which ones are going to be online, which ones are going to be hybrid. Um, so a lot of things, a lot of moving parts, a lot, lot to come. And and thanks for mentioning the the website because it is posted in the show notes to accompany oh, the podcast. There'll be a link to that in there, along with a link to the Common App. Um, so you mentioned UVM earlier. Is there going to be some sort of connection with UVM where where credits that were taken within Vermont State University programs, schools, campuses will be transferable to UVM without penalty to the to the student or is that not happening you know that's a good question and one that so um the way that education in the state of vermont really works is we have or higher education i should say in funding particularly for publics is we have uh the vermont state colleges receives a portion the university of vermont receives a portion and then vermont state assistance corporation which would be vsac receives a portion of the funding um so uvm or the university of vermont is completely different than vermont state university right um, but we've always um you know worked really well with students we have a lot of students that have started at vermont or at um you know our respective institutions whether it be through dual enrollment credit whether it be through early college credit and taken those credits and transferred them to the university of vermont without any issue um, and vice versa. We've had students that, you know, started at UVM thought, you know what, it's close to home or it's a big school. I want a big school experience. And then they decide, you know, what big school is not for me. I want a small school experience. Um, and they transfer to one of our respective institutions. We always try to, you know, colleges and universities for the most part are not out to get students. <laughs> you know, we want to make sure that we accept credits. We want to transfer them as, as seamlessly as we possibly can. Um, you know, what I always encourage students to do is make sure that you talk to folks. If you have a plan in place, like, hey, you know what, I know I applied to UVM and I wasn't admitted directly. I know historically they had a program where like you weren't admitted into the fall class, but if you went and took classes at another college, you could then apply for spring and then get into the spring class. And, you know, so we've had students that have come to us historically that said, hey, I'm doing this program with UVM where I need to take you know, six college classes, or I need to take five classes this semester, and then I'm going to go right to UVM. And what I always tell those students is, if you know that plan, that's awesome. We want to help you get there. But make sure that you have the conversation with an advisor at UVM, or you have a conversation with an advisor at Vermont State, um, you know, talk to the admissions offices. We work really closely, you know, I know just about everybody at, on the UVM admissions team, um, Moses Murphy and I. Uh, yeah, he's a horrible individual. We don't like Moses here. He really here. is. You know, he um, <laughs> just found out actually not that long ago that him and my cousins were like best friends growing up in, in high school. So we went to the same high school, which is kind of wild. Um, but anyway. He's married to a former CVU student. So we actually love Moses. I don't want people to get the, <laughs> the wrong impression about Moses or, UV, or UVM. 
But no, you know, and what I like about that is like, I could call Moses and say, hey, I've got a student that's interested in starting at Castleton and then wants, or starting at Vermont State and then wants to go to you guys. What's the process like? He can give us those answers. Um, and you as a student can take that into, you know, take that ownership into your own hands too and say, hey, I'm going to call Vermont State. I'm going to apply there. I got in. That's where I want to go. And I'm ready to transfer. You can ask them what the transfer process is like. Uh, for the most part, transfer credits, um, they do really well. We are an accredited. So, you know, in the other grand scheme of things too, Vermont State University is an accredited university. We just received NECHI approval, which NECHI accredits institutions, which means that we have been, our curriculum is vetted and approved, um, which means that it's, you know, your degree is valid. It matters. Um, and so, you know, it, it has some weight to it. So, you know, you can take your credits from Vermont State University and go to another, you know, institution if you wanted to, or you can take your bachelor's degree and go get a master's degree with ours and they're going to recognize those credits. So absolutely. So VSU seems to roll off your tongue. Like you've made that transition seamlessly. <laughs> How long is it going to take me as a Castleton grad, a proud Castleton alumni? Am I going to have to say I'm a VSU grad or can I just continue to like applaud my alma mater? No, you should absolutely applaud your alma mater. Just like all those students that went to uh, Johnson State, Linden State, Northern Vermont University, you should all celebrate where you are. You know, part of this transformation, and this is one thing that a lot of, you know, we've heard a lot of feedback from our alums and from, you know, our community members is like, I don't want to lose the institution. And like Castleton, I so I was the last class of Castleton State College. I graduated in 2014. In 2015, we became Castleton University. And I remember a lot of my classmates were up in arms. They were like, oh my God, you're becoming Castleton University. It's going to be a totally different place. It's going to be ruined. You're tarnishing the state college name. Um, and then we became Castleton University. And, and nothing changed. And nothing changed, right? Like this wild, like, oh my gosh, so much changed. So much was ruined. No, nothing. If anything, our students' experiences were elevated, which that's what we want, right? For future students, we want your experience to be better than what it than what my any student that comes to Castleton, I want their experience to be even better than what my experience was. And I had a great experience. I mean, I am still here, right? I haven't left, um, and so like, but we still want to be providing better and better things for students. So, you know. How long is it going to take you, Russ, to, to get Castleton out of your head? It's never <laughs> been in your head, or I hope it never does. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I eat, sleep, breathe. Well, I don't say I should, from the hours of 8 to 4.30, I eat, sleep, breathe Vermont State University, right? Like, I'm always thinking about it. I'm, you know, answering the phone. Um, but I still will go talk to, you know, students at a college fair and, or I'll talk on, you know, a panel or like a podcast and say, oh yeah, you know, you should absolutely come to Castleton. I mean, Vermont State University. Because <laughs> um, it, it still happens, right? Like it's, it's, it is your alma mater and it is a special place and it's still going to remain special. Um, you know, it's not like all of a sudden starting on July 1st, 2023, there's going to be 5,000 students at each campus. It's not going to be some huge conglomerate institution. Um, also nothing is going to be watered down the experience. Um, you know, really what is the big major changes is we've streamlined, um, our administrative roles, which is great because that means that, you know, now everything can line up a little bit easier. 
We've um, streamlined curriculum so that students can have more pathways and more opportunities. They can start at one place and end at another without having to transfer, without having to go through the hoops and things like that. Um, and we've lowered cost of attendance. So like all good things, right? These are the, those are, those are the things that are going to change. But, you know, I can absolutely tell you the Spartans are still going to be here, just like the Badgers, just like the Hornets. I can tell you that, um, you know, when convocation takes place and new student orientation, they're still going to be doing the candle lighting ceremony. You're still going to have to come down and tailgate for football games. Like all of those things are special about each individual institution are going to still be special and still be happening here. Um, you know, it's just some more shared resources doesn't, doesn't always hurt us. Yeah. And we're going to have to get, uh, our, our daughter down to, to see her mom's plaque in the Castleton hall of fame. As long as that's still there, that's all that matters to, to us. Absolutely. So, the Castleton plaque, the, the hall of fame is not going away anywhere. You know, we're still celebrating it. Um, you know, every year it's going to continue and that's going to continue to persist. You know, those are the types of traditions that like at homecoming, when we, put more people, more student athletes or more folks in the Castleton Hall of Fame, that's going to continue. Um, you know, those things aren't going to go away. So I know that I, I only have you for a couple more minutes. Maybe we'll, I can keep you a little bit longer, but some quick ones, just in case I can't, um, is, will the Vermont State, will Vermont State University, there will, there we go. I'll get it eventually. Um, be test optional. Yes. As of right now, we are test optional. Um, I say for how long? for how long, um, for this academic year. And I assume moving forward, you know, I don't think, so if we try to look for silver linings here during the pandemic, the pandemic showed us that we don't necessarily need to assess students based on SAT or ACT scores. Um, so we are completely test optional. There are some programs that are more selective, um, that have, that students jump right into it. For example, practical nursing, um, our dental hygiene, uh, you know, vet tech, where students are jumping right into cr clinicals, jumping into curriculum, that they need to take an AccuPlacer. Um, the AccuPlacer is delivered remotely. It's delivered online. It's done, um, you know, you just talk to your admission counselor about, hey, I'm ready to complete my application. I need to take the AccuPlacer. I can set up this time, this time, this time, and this time. Um, and that's the only test that a student would need to take. But that's only for select programs. That's not for every program. Most programs including the RN program. So the four-year nursing program is test optional. Um, will students, how will campus visits take place? Will students like call the individual campuses? Will there, will they, will they be, should they go see all of the different campuses if they're considering BSU? What, how would that happen? That's a good question. And actually that's part of my role now. Um, so as um, you know, I'm changing roles a little bit here in the admissions office from, you know, being a recruiter to more on campus events and organizing those. And so absolutely what you should do is call the individual admissions office and set up a campus tour if you'd like to, or you can do it online. The online process, super easy. You pick a day that works well for you and your family, pick a time, sign up online, super easy. We send you automatic confirmation. It's great. Um, open houses are taking place on right now on all of our individual campuses as well. Um, they will continue, you know, and absolutely, if you are interested in multiple campuses, you should visit the multiple campus locations. You know, the Castleton campus is very different than the Linden campus. Um, you know, and what I tell students and why I also 
encourage individual campus visits is, you know, you're not just looking at the campus itself, but you're looking at the community that you're about to go into. You know, the, the town of Castleton is very different than the town of Randolph, as is Randolph is very different than Williston. Um, and, you know, so those types of things are what are going to make your college experience really valuable, really exciting and, and fun for you. So make sure that like when you go and look at a campus, you're not just looking at the four walls of the campus, but actually the whole greater community, you know, the region that you're in. Do you want to be close to Stowe Mountain Resort or do you want to be close to Killington Resort? You know, like you've got some options. <laughs> so, yes, you should visit. Um, and we try to make it super easy for you to do so. Uh, and last question, last question is, is there anything that we haven't mentioned or asked about that we really should know going into this, this new unification? Like, cause I think we've covered a lot of important stuff and enough to give everybody a flavor of how things are going to move forward with VSU. But is there something that I've left out that we really should kind of get out there? You know, that's a really, really good question, Russ. And that got two reallys. All my others got one really. This got two. This, it's a really, really good question. And it's a one, it's one that I'm, it's hard for me to answer because I think we have really covered it all. Like, I think we, we covered it, um, you know, from the history of it to the why, to the how, um, you know, and what it's going to potentially look like for students. Um, but as I've said a couple of times during this podcast is like, we don't have the answers to everything right right now anyway. Right. Um, and so I think what I would just reiterate to students and to families is that, you know, we're trying to develop this university to be as student centered as we possibly can and as beneficial to your experience and your future as we possibly can make it. So, um, you know, I think we covered it all, but if there's something that I would, you know, encourage your, your listeners to, you know, if there's something that they were like, man, I wish he'd talked about that, or I wish, you know, we had the opportunity, we dove into that a little bit deep, more detail, pick up the phone and call us or email us, um, you know, jump on our website and just do your, do your research. Um, you know, know that what makes each individual campus special is going to still be here. Know that we are still going to be small community focused institutions, um, just with more resources available for students. Awesome. Well, Brandon, you're amazing. Thank you for taking an hour with us today to kind of get this, get this podcast done, get this important information out there. And uh, if students reach out to me with questions, we'll reach out and maybe do this again. Absolutely. I would be more than happy anytime. You know, I, I really appreciate our relationship that we have here with you guys um, at CV. You, you do such an amazing job for your students. Um, you know, thank you for having me on. And, uh, you know, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your fall.